Peace, peace, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Fasting is Life, and I present to you another great show. <laughs> Just got back from work, uh, relaxed a little bit, and uh, we're going to talk about this. Uh, earlier today, I was on where the Ramil Amir show, and he had a very uh, interesting subject to talk about and that's why i named this, the name of the show it's called slavery let it go but before we can get into the show i'm gonna play some little audio as an intro to the show so i can welcome more people coming in so stay tuned in a few seconds i'm gonna be playing some awesome music to get you pumped for this show one second All right, guys, I am back. 
Oh, man. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy a little bit of that music a little bit. So, man, I was preparing on what I'm really going to talk about today. Man, you know, <laughs> that's why I, kept, I, I pushed the time a little bit. Let me shout out to the people in the building. Uh, Brother Nibblemit, welcome to the show. Brother Hawk, I see you. Brother on Specialist, I see you. I'm going to post the link uh, to the stream, but first, before I can uh, bring people with me, I'll basically kind of go over, you know, a, a, a few definitions that I have regarding, uh, was it, the whole slave thing, and then uh, basically once I do that, then I'll I'll bring everybody on the panel so we can, you know, dive in. I'm approaching it in a different way, so it might be different than what we we heard earlier. So one second. Now the subject of slavery was brought up this week by. Uh, something brother Akon said now for those of you who don't know Akon he's like a famous uh musician particularly in the genre of was hip-hop and r&b he's originally from senegal and uh he was uh on an interview with this uh, guy named vlad tv and uh you know just to point out this guy vlad tv he has made a lot of money uh, thanks to black culture, black American culture. So he's always interviewing, you know, brothers and all that stuff. So basically the conversation came, he, I guess, uh, the guy Vlad asked him a question, right? So I'm looking at the article here because I wanted to get the quote right. And then once I get the quote right, I'm going to dive in on the subject. Check this out. Uh, it says... Akon says African and African-Americans should leave slavery in the past. It says singer Akon is encouraging black Americans to let go of the past as a way of moving on from the brutal history of slavery. Uh, the Senegalese um, star insists fellow Africans choose not to dwell on the past and the cruelty the ancestors faced as slave traders ripped family families apart we kind of overcome the thought of slavery we don't even think about it he said during a new interview with vlad tv the only time we think about it honestly is when we're doing tours at gore island outside of that people have lived and moved on way beyond the slavery concept and uh I'll go to another quote. It says, uh, I think it's the art of just letting letting the past go and moving forward, forward, uh, or was it towards the future? I think in the US, they have the stigma of just not letting go of the past and blaming the past on every misstep or, you know, disappointment. I think as long as you hold on to that past, there's a lot of weight that you carry with you everywhere you go. It's hard to move forward and move fast when you've got a weight on your back. You just got to let it go. Now, um, 
let me get this one final quote. He said, do you want to stay here in America and continue to be treated this way or just go back home where you're no longer the minority? You're actually the majority and you control your destiny, your future and your land. You just need to go. America did a good job at brainwashing them. The moment you mention Africa, they start shaking. They don't even know why. Now, I wanted to mention that because that was the top, you know, the subject uh, that was at hand. And uh, <laughs> like I say, for those of you who were on a uh, Ramil stream, you know, there was a lot of quote unquote. Uh, you had brothers who had legitimate point to point out, but you had some people who just didn't want to let it go. They were coming for what I'll put it, you know, in, in a political term, they were coming from the liberal democratic standpoint of, hey, you know, this is why I can do this. But when someone will bring up and say, wait a minute, aren't you doing better? Aren't you striving towards, uh, you know, having a good life regardless of the situation? And people will be like, oh, uh, you know, I'm doing individually, but it's collective. So there's, there's, it seems that there's two sides of the argument where you have one people says, let's not use the past as a crutch. Let's learn from the past and move towards the future. Like, okay, we know what happened. It's in the back of our head. But how do I live my life forward so I cannot repeat the mistake of the past and actually change or better myself, right? And improve. Right. To honor those who paved the way for the past. Right. But then you have some people say, well, a minute. The reason why I can succeed today is because of what happened in the past. And somehow, you know. Me, I have to remind myself of the past so that way I know that each time I, I fall in a hole when I'm trying my best. If any hole that I hit in, in my progress, I have to look in the past and be like, hey, you know, so you got two sides of the point. I say, brother, in the, in the back chat. Don't worry, brother Hawk. I'll bring you back. I'll bring you in a few minutes. Now, to bring a full circle, right? Even the term slave that people use, right? What I want to do is I want to remove this brainwashing that I think the school system, the media, because it's mostly the media, have pumped into the regular people who watch TV. Because what the what whenever people hear the word slave, it's a triggering word, like the word nigger. It's like a triggering word. So what I want to do is I want to clear things out so the people who are going to be listening to this stream can have an idea that you may be using words or you're brainwashed to use words that you yourself don't even understand and you don't even know the source. And people forget that uh, words have power, right? And you have to understand the meaning of words. Even the scripture says that uh, the power is in the tongue, right? So hold on one second. Let me pull up the uh, article that I have, or actually the dictionary, because uh, I want to show you guys uh, some of the information I, I dig up. You know, I did it as quickly as possible, you know. This is like a freestyle, you know. Uh, a few minutes before I started, I was like, you know what? Let me bring certain things out and kind of like, uh, you know, uh, help you guys see what I see and maybe uh, once I'll bring more people in the panel we can talk about the perspective now I'm going to go here online and look at the definition, the origin because people love to use the word slavery right? slavery, slavery now I'm looking at the dictionary, it says slavery, it's a noun right, 
Let me look at the definition. It says, the first definition, the state of being a slave, right? So right there it says, slavery is the state of being a slave, right? So we already have the definition, it has the word slave. So we're, we're going to dig in to the word slave in a few seconds. Second uh, definition, the practice or system of owning slaves. A condition compared to that of a slave in respect of exhausting labor or restricted freedom. Excessive dependence on or devotion to something. And he gave an example, it says slavery to tradition. It could be anything, right? And it's a similar word, bondage, enslavement, servitude, subjugation, right? Now, let me remove slavery out of the way. We're done with you. You're ugly. <laughs> Get out of here, right? Now, let's go to uh, the definition of the word slave. Now, let's go look at the word slave. It says it's a noun, right? A person who is the legal property of another and is forced to obey them. Second definition, a person who works very hard without proper remuneration or appreciation. Third definition, a person who is excessively dependent upon or controlled by something. <laughs> Next, a device or part of one directly controlled by another. Another one says an ant capture in its pupil state by an ant of another species <laughs> for which becomes a worker. <laughs> this, this, you know what I was cracking <laughs> Even insects are slaves. Oh my gosh. It's not just. <laughs> oh, oh man. I can't breathe. <laughs> Okay, uh, it says the one, uh, it says, as a verb, it says work excessively hard. And second definition of it says subject to control by another. Now, now we're digging deeper. It says the origin of the word slave. Now, phrase you see slave, the oldest it goes slavonic. Um, which from medieval that it's from medieval Latin or the in Latin it's sclavia or sclava, right? Then that word transformed over you know the centuries to to French as esclave, right? Because I, I speak French, you know, I learned French, esclave, which is English, it's a middle English for slave. Now Watch this. It says slave or slav or slave is shortening of the old French esclave, equivalent of medieval Latin sclava, feminine. The word is feminine. It says, and they say break down. The word slava in the Latin means slavonic captive. And it breaks down, it says 
the Slavonic peoples had been reduced to a servile state by conquest in the 9th century. Do you guys get it so far? So far. So now that you, that's what I said, words have meaning. So based on this old school definition, it's telling you the origin of the word slave was meant, was that word referred to a group of people, the Slavic people from Europe who were uh, conquered and taken over and made servants. They're made to serve that whatever empire, that kingdom that went in, they had a war, they fought, they lost the battle. Now they're subject to that new power. They know they, they lost their uh, national freedom. They have been taken over. Now they're subject to the new rulership. They're no longer a nation, right? So they say they're made into servile. Servile, the word comes from to serve. Serve. To give service. <laughs> right? So let me remove this tab. All right. Now let's now we're jumping into history. I know a lot of people hate history. Check this out. You can look this up. Uh, I got Wikipedia with me right now. It says the word slave is derived from the ethnonym Slav. It arrived in English via the old French Sclave. In medieval Latin, the word was Sclavus. And then it says the use of the word arose during the early medieval period when Slavs from Central and Eastern Europe, Sakaliba, were frequently enslaved by who? Who? Wait, wait, you ready for this? Were frequently enslaved. See, it's a, it's funny because we talk about the word Slav and then they're using their word to refer to them being conquered, right? Were frequently enslaved by who? The Moors from the Iberian Peninsula and North Africa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold the brakes. Hold the brakes. <laughs> Hold the brakes. Do you guys see this? <laughs> see why they say what? If you don't understand history, you're doomed to repeat it. And I always say it's very important to understand the words you're saying. That's why there is a dictionary. So you will know the meaning of words before you can use them. You can just go out there talking to people, throwing words you have no meaning. You know, like uh, yeah, like the joke here in, in the ministry sector, uh, the most favorite word is what? Feminism, uh, dinocracy, and uh, um, disingenuous. <laughs> So, you know, it's like, so, you know, I bet you there's some people who use those words. They have no idea what it means. You just, you being disingenuous right now. You be like, huh? What do you mean? Do you even understand the words you're saying? So, guys, wait a minute. Am I seeing what I'm seeing? He says, during the early medieval period, Slavs, which are a, 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 a tribe or a nation of 
quote-unquote Europeans or Caucasians, right? But the Bible refers to them as Edomites. It says they were currently enslaved by Moors from the Iberian Peninsula. And if you click Iberia, it's where we would call Portugal, Spain, and France. That little, if you look at the map of Europe, the whole territory, what makes up Spain and Portugal? Yes. That's the area where they say the Moors. And if you Google the Moors, they'll tell you they were Muslim. They were Muslims, you know, Muslims who uh, were basically uh, Africans who were basically enslaved by the Arab Muslims during the expansion of Islam from uh, Saudi Arabia or what you would call today Saudi Arabia, but the Arabian Peninsula. Right. <laughs> so it says there is a dispute among historians about whether such term as unfree laborer or enslaved person rather than slave should be used when describing the victims of slavery. Now you see how when I say that words start to lose their meanings over time. Why? Because I mean it's human nature, you know. Words get adapt, it changes meaning. You know, we have slangs and all that stuff, but that's why I say it's it becomes very dangerous. Why? Because the people who are quote unquote the scholars, the people who are in charge of the education of society, they are the ones responsible of changing the meaning of words. I'll, I'll use one good example. The word gay until recently meant happy. You can't even pick up books that are not even 60 years old, where when they refer to the word as happy, like happiness or jolly, the word gay was in there, right? But when you talk to anybody right now as of 2020 and use the word, you say, man, I was very gay uh, when I got my present. What would be the first definition that will pass through people's mind when they will hear you use that, the word gay in a sentence? What would they think? Come on, chat. What would it think? You see, there you go. But the person who will be using it, he understands the definition, right? But the context of that word in our society right now has changed. Even though in a dictionary, that word doesn't has not changed. It's just that how society has adopted this word now through propaganda and brainwashing, right? They have made it into a dirty word or a derogatory word because that's what happened same thing with the word uh queer which means strange right you see what i'm saying so it is very important to understand the meaning of words that's why i, I wanted you know to kind of take you guys back in, into the word slav before i can you know allow all the brothers to come in and chime in on this. So I'm, I'm preparing not only my guests, but everybody who's going to be listening in the future, you know, um, because I know a lot of people are going to hear this because it's a very sensitive topic. Hold on one second, right? So I'm just going back. And then if we go, um, let's see, staying on, uh, a lot of people talk about, you know, chatter slavery, right? So, I looked up chatter 
it means that you are the prop like a moving property of a person society or whatever right that's because when i was breaking down the word uh because that's how i was i was trying to explain people there are different forms of slavery right because it gives an example here it says uh, the term slavery or slavery describes the state and condition of being a slave, which I just described to you. They say, whilst child slavery is the system by which the enslaved person is rendered a personal property. And this uh, article, it gives you a background, says that uh, when we talk about the abolishment of slavery, right? They were talking about child slavery, meaning don't look at uh, basically the the uh, well society in large when it comes to the Western world. They decided not to look at uh, human beings as property, right? So they cannot sell you left and right as property. But there's always a but. But if you understand the word slave, it will give you a whole new perspective. To show you that there are levels of slavery. So whenever you hear the word slave, don't just look at one. Because if you're not understand of the word slave, you should replace it with something else. Servant, which I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to go next. Uh, and if you look up the word uh, to Slavic people, they'll tell you they mostly occupy what you call Eastern Europe, Russia, uh, uh, Slovenia. And it talks about, it says, uh, they're usually composed of people uh, was it Russians, Ukrainians, Belarusians, uh, Czech, Kashubs, Poles, Slovaks, Sorb? You know, there's a lot of them. You uh, quotes, uh, where you where you get Croatians, Bosnians, Bulgarians, Macedonians. So it's a mixture of, of people who live in different territories. Now, let's look at the word servant. The definition of servant watch this a person who performs duty for others especially a person employed in a house on domestic duties or as a personal attendant. Second definition, a person employed in a service of a government. Third definition, a devoted and helpful follower or supporter. And I give, a I give an example, it says a tireless servant of God, right? And then the, the origin of this word comes from French. Servir, which means to serve. Old French, servant, which means person serving or a serving person. And the English, in Middle English, they adopted it as ser uh, servant, which is also, you know, same, same, it is spelled the same way as in French, servant, just different sound. And so it says what? A servant is, means someone who's serving who's attending, whether he's paid, right? Of freely serving somebody. Because when he says a tired servant of God, as an example, right? You're supporting something. You give you devotion. It's That's willingly. You're willingly giving you devotion, right? Now, let's look at the word employee. It says... A person employed for wages or salary, <laughs> especially at non-executive level. 
right? What do we look at? Servant. What are you doing? <laughs> You're serving. You're devoting your time to render a service. And you're getting paid for it, right? And like I say, I told you, there are levels when it comes to servitude. You can serve for free when it comes to devoting to God or, uh, you know. I'll give an example. As a parent, do your children pay for you to serve them? To do all the work, to take care of them? That's a, that's rendering a service. So can we also say that parents are servants to their children because they're taking care of them? They're giving them service. They're feeding them, right? The children are now paying them. They're doing it for free, right? Unless it's a wicked parent who will say, hey, you're going to pay me back. <laughs> I spent $250,000 to raise you. When, I, when, when you're an adult, guess what? You better work all that money and give it back to me. So it can be fair exchange, right? Do your parents do that? Huh? <laughs> so right there, let me get this out of the way. And let's look at the word employ. Because the word employee comes from the verb employ. Let's look at the word employ. First definition. Give work to someone and pay them for it. <laughs> Keep occupied. Make use of. And then it says, as a, as a noun, it says, the state of, was it a state or fact of being employed for wages or a salary? And looking at the origin of the word, it says, from Latin, implicar or implicari. And then it transformed to French, employé. And then it says English employ. And then when it says the, the definition, it says be involved in or attached to passive form of imply. And it says, <laughs> check this out, guys. I know you guys are going to have a laugh. It says in the 16th and 17th century, the word also had the senses unfold, untangle. Huh? <laughs> and imply derived from Latin, right? Now, I'm gonna use the Bible where some of, because I know some people should mention. So here's the thing: like I said, there are levels. So whenever you hear the word slave, look at the word servant. But remember, there are different kinds of servants, right? So even in the Bible, right, there are many verses. So I'm going to read you one verse. In the Leviticus 22, verse 10, it says, There shall no stranger eat of the holy thing, a sojourner of the priest, or a higher servant. Check this out. Higher servant. So even in ancient time, you could hire somebody. You could hire a slave. Remember, Servant and slave is the same thing. The only difference is the the slaves they were you know when they were conquer their their nationality or the name of their tribe. It's like this. I'll put it this way. We use it here in America too, right? Check this out. Mexicans. What is the negative 
because I know Mexicans, they're good people. They have pride of their nationality, right? But in America, there are certain people, They when you hear the word Mexican, it has become a stereotype. A stereotype of a Mexican is, oh, those guys who are always doing yard work, right? It's, all oh, that's a disgusting service, right? So whenever you think about yard work, who do you think of? Mexicans. But is it Mexicans only who do yard work? No. You have a lot of background people who... Who do uh, y'all? You have you know uh, who you call African Americans, right? You have Caucasian Americans. You have Puerto Ricans because they are Americans too, right? You have Georgians, New Yorkers, you know, Californians, Arizonians. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Oklahomans. Texans, you see where I'm going with this? But because most of the people, they see an image or they associate a, a kind of work with Mexicans because most of them tend to do that kind of work. Now it's like keyword, your work equals Mexican, right? So in that time when the Slavs were conquered, the conquering nation with the scholars, they associated the word slave or slave with those people when it comes to servitude because those people are serving them. They're under the foot. So in so much that calling them was synonymous to a servant. That's how that name transformed. So when you look at the word slave, don't look at it how they try to make, oh, you know, black people. No, it's more than that. There are many layers. The word slave just means servant. Now, the question is, what kind of servant? If a servant who's working without pay, a servant who's being forced to work, a servant who's willingly serving their master, a servant who's working to pay up a debt, and once the debt is paid, he's free to go, right? He gets a bill of release, so he's a free man because he pays debt, right? So... You know, I'm, 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 let's go to another verse, Leviticus 25, verse 6. And the good thing is get take time to watch this, uh, read this chapter because it talks about the holidays, how Moses told the Israelites how they should do things when they, they established their country, right? So God was basically establishing rules and law. Basically, the laws that was given to Moses was what? Their constitution. It says... And the Sabbath of the land shall be meet for you, for thee and for thy servant, and for thy maid. Maid is just a, a female servant. And check this out. And for what? For what? Thy higher servant. <laughs> you see, there's a distinction right here because he has the word and, and, and. And for thy stranger that sojourn with thee. You see, you see how there are different kind of servants? There has a higher servant, meaning, you know, somebody who you hire to, to render service. And the, there are other servants where they're just there working, mostly for free, because they're under you. You own them. Let's go to another verse. Um... Same chapter, 25, and uh, 
Check this out. It says in verse 39, and if thy brother that dwell with me, when he says brother, it's talking about the children of Israel, meaning your fellow tribesmen, your fellow clansmen, you brother, because you share the same ancestor. You're a citizen, right? Because Israel became a nation. It says, if thy brother, if your fellow citizen that dwell with thee be wax poor and be sold unto thee, thou shalt not compel him to serve as a bond servant. But as a higher servant and as a sojourner, he shall be with thee and shall serve thee unto the year of Jubilee. And then shall he depart from thee, both he and his children with him, and shall return unto his own family and unto the possession of his fathers shall he return. For they are my servants which are brought forth out of the land of Egypt. They shall not be sold as bondmen. Right? So the Most High is even giving a distinction. But watch this. It says also, Thou shalt not rule over him with rigor, but thou shalt fear thy God. Both thy bondmen, now it's giving it, it said thy bondmen and thy bondmaids, which thou shalt have, shall be of the heathen, that I run about you. Of them shall you buy bondmen and bondsmen. So it's telling you of the culture, right? It says, you're not going to buy your own people, but you can buy a stranger who wants to be sold. Because right here in the Bible, is showing you the customs that was happening back then. So when they say, oh, we're going to abolish slavery, they ha- it, 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 it's like it was because of what they've done in a, in a biblical proportion, what they did to quote unquote African people. They were like, oh man, you know, you know, we have all these people all over the world, they're revolting, you know, you know, we have even people of our own, they don't like this. So it's kind of like, it was, I call it a slick move, right? They, it's not that it, it's gone away. There are still places that are still practicing this kind of way, but it morphed into something because they saw the benefit of doing a different level of servitude, right? So the, the best explainer is like this. The Most High understood that culture because the children of Israel, they just came out of Egypt, right? They were servants. They were serving for almost, uh, they were under, uh, you know, uh, they lived in Egypt since Joseph's time, 210 or 215 years. The 400 years, they tell you it's it's lie. The children of Israel, they never served 400 years in Egypt. That's, that's, that, that's, a, that's a fake news that came from Jesuits. But it's talking about when the Most High said, when you're going to be in your land, you can't buy your brother and treat him like property. No, because you, the, the 12 tribes, you belong to me. You are my property. I can give, you can't buy my property because you belong to me, right? But he says what? But the people around you, the strangers, right? The foreigners, the immigrants around you. You can buy them. Why? Because if because remember, the other nations or the people around them, they were people were commodity, people were cattle, people were what? Human resources. <laughs> so he's like, hey. You're not going to do it to your own, but guess what? If those people want to sell their people to serve you, guess what? Hey, 
That's their rule, right? They don't be they know you people anyway. So but guess what? Everything with the most side there is always rule, right? Watch this. Let me read more. It says, Moreover, the children of the strangers that do sojourn among you, of them shall ye buy, and of their families that are with you, which they begat in your land, and they shall be your possessions. And ye shall take them as an inheritance for your children after you to inherit them for a possession. They shall be your bondmen forever. But over your brethren, the children of Israel, you shall not rule one over another with rigor. And if a sojourner or stranger wax rich with thee, and thy brother that dwell with him wax poor. So you're basically saying, if a foreigner that came in your country becomes rich than your fellow citizen, right? And he says, what? Well, and he sell me himself, meaning the one who's poor sells himself unto the stranger, the foreigner. Or sojourner by thee, or to the stock of the stranger's family. After that, he is sold, he may be redeemed again. One of his brethren may redeem him, either his uncles or his uncle's son may redeem him, or any that is nigh of kin unto him of his family may redeem him, or if he's able, he may redeem himself. So he's giving commandment based on society of that time. And that's why I gave you the example about people who were in debt. When you own so many debt, right? Even in the people, that's why I say people don't read the Bible. They love to point out, they love to mention negative things and say, look, we, you know, I'm going to be real. Most, most of our people, they don't read. Think about it. It's a programming we've had for centuries. We've been programmed not to read. So this whole idea, I would say, anyone who has read this book, can see the, the the lies and nonsense people say. People don't read. They, what they do is they hear what they hear, or they hear say, she say, oh, okay, yeah, that's what they... The Bible gives you even a great example, Prophet Eli, a woman whose husband owned money, but he died. And because he died, guess what? The people whom her, uh, the, the, the man owned money to made her his family who were left alive to serve him. And the woman pleaded with the prophet, say, hey, I need some help. Help me in my situation. And the Mosai made a miracle that allowed that woman to get enough money to pay off the debt. That's what it says, debt equals slavery. Even in the Bible, the Mosai advised his people, says, don't own debt because a debtor is what a slave to the lander. So these are the people say, oh, they use slavery to us. I'm like, dude, have you read the scriptures? You have no idea what you're talking about. There are layers to things. See, the whole thing, remember the rhetoric, they're just repeating what they were told. The question is, who told you what you're speaking of? Are you just repeating things like a parrot and not having an idea what you're saying? That's the whole thing. We live in a PC world. They have to trigger certain people, and they know we're in an election period, right? Black people are very sensitive when it comes to slavery, right? Now, check this out. Slaves are the slaves, and now today when you hit the word slave, what do you think? You think black people. What? What's this? <laughs> you see how I'm saying? Like, That's the whole thing. A logical person will have a clear thought, will be able to discern 
deception from fact and analyze the whole situation. Right? Guys, I'm almost finished. And you read this whole chapter to yourself. And please, take time to read the Bible. Don't be spewing nonsense that you have no idea whatsoever. And you've never read the book. I can come in front of you and hold the book about science and say, you know what? This book has all the answer. And I can speak some nonsense, quote a, a phrase here and there. And I probably never read the book. But you, the viewer, when you see me holding that book, you have to be very dumb to associate what I'm saying with the book if you haven't even read it. How would you know what I'm saying is true if you never opened the book I'm holding in my hand and you actually read it for yourself? When you are told, talking about the background of history, that if you read, you guess what? You could be punished either with, with a, you know, a lash or death. So what, what do you do? You're what persuaded to believe what I'm speaking is contained in a book when it's not. That's what happened. Because it, and watch this, history tells us, not Turner, right? How was he able to read the Bible and see what the Bible says while they were teaching them the opposite? He had eyes, right? He could read, right? Was he dumb or was he smart? So did he believe, like, once he read the book, he understood that they're playing mind games. They claim they're reading this book, but they're not teaching you what's written in this book. They're giving you one perspective. It's all about perspective. You can just be stuck on one thing that the quote-unquote liberal Democrats, the political party, and their agents have got you stuck on. Those who know facts, they don't let you know. They don't let uh, this kind of feeling you know get in their minds. That's the whole point that I'm I'm trying to clear this up because. Once you, what's it say? Once you know the truth, you can be triggered because you know. And if you know the truth, you can be triggered because when you hear the truth, you'll be like, okay, I know that. But the thing is, when you, you believe in lies and you show the truth, it's triggering. Why? Because it goes against your programming, right? And uh, I think that's enough. So, guys, like I said earlier, I told you the definition of uh, slave. And hopefully, moving forward, you won't fall for the deception that's out there. So, uh, I'm opening the panel, brother uh, Hulk. I know you've been waiting for a while, man. Like, I, I tell you, it was going to be short, but man, there was so much information. Like, I'm, there's some even I don't even want to read because it's, there's so. So much. And the whole the reason why I have to do all this was because people don't read, man. People don't read. People don't read. That's the whole point. Go ahead, Brother Hulk. Yeah, man. What's up? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm pumped, man. I, I just got off <laughs> I was like, man, I, I, I had to get in, man. I had to get in. I, I know some no. people may not like it, but you know, we gotta speak on this because it's ridiculous, man. Like yeah, what you did was good, man. I mean, you said everything that needs to be said. I mean, you established a good foundation to because a lot of people get caught up on words. You know, when people hear slave, they immediately think, you know, shackles and and um, getting beaten and all that. But, you know, biblically, 
a, a servant, like you said, and you eloquently said it, a servant is basically what we call an employee-employer relationship. We're all in a bondage. And matter of fact, if you pay taxes, you are a servant of the government. So it's, you know, people are being emotional and irrational about the, the world we all live in. And for people who attack the Bible, coming from an atheistic, secular worldview, it astounds me that they even care about morality because morality doesn't exist where value isn't established on a higher level. For example, um, why is slavery wrong in the atheistic worldview? None of them can tell you. If it's all co competition, survival, if it's all, um, you know, do what you got to do, then whoever does it better wins in the atheistic secular worldview. It's only the biblical worldview that actually gives uh, all life value, not just the life, you know, sacred to us as selfish individuals, but all life. And see, they don't have an answer for that because they don't want to they don't want to be honest to say that the entire world is built on uh, the evils of human nature. This is what the world is established by. This is what the Bible gives you an escape from the oppressive flesh that we that starts uh, that holds us all captive. We can all be selfish and only think about ourselves, but we don't like it when it's done to us. And so the Bible, but the Bible basically exposes um, what starts within the heart of a of a man or a woman, and that's where all this uh, stuff comes from. And it's like to expect uh, their sense of justice and morality and ethics in a world established on murder, theft. And, and conquering is ridiculous to me. Like they would say, well, it's all about policy. I'm like, do you realize that policy is still you being slave to the system? Like you, is a system good or bad? Pick a side. You can't say that the system is oppressive and it's all slavery, but then you want the same system you said was evil and oppressed to do something it's never done. They don't, they don't even hear themselves. They're irrational because they're emotional about the fact that we're in this about the choices we're making, the choices we make from day to day, the wisdom that we learn from experiences are what will always matter. You cannot force nobody to care about you. That's your responsibility. No policy will protect people from doing what they want to do. Some people don't care about dying as long as they take you with them. Like, it's funny. This system is nothing but lip service. And it's proven to be nothing but lip service. But yet people still want to rely on a policy where technically under the United States uh, government, we have civil rights. But yet we're still complaining about civil rights. So they don't even understand that you can the, the system under policy can tell you anything it wants. And it still would do whatever it, it still would do whatever it wants, because we're still depending on people that we say are evil. If you say the system is evil, then why are you expecting them to do something good when only good comes from who? God. But they don't want to talk about that because that's the standard that we all innately are seeking. And that's not going to come from the world. The world will never offer the goodness that comes from the biblical worldview. It will never come from any system in the world. It will never come from any fleshly or worldly kind of uh, medium. You know, it's like people expecting a cartoon to teach you how to how to care about one another. It's stupid, you know. Hey, hey Hulk, 
here's another thing that's going to make things even worse, right? I mean, sometimes you got to trigger people. For us, for us who believe the Bible, right? And this also goes out to some of the people, you know, the black people who are, you know, coming up with the knowledge of knowing that they're Israelites, right? Right. You know, one kind of ways, right? A lot of people, I, I, sometimes it's like you have to wait till the fire calms down so you can speak, right? When you know, one kind of way said slavery was a choice. You know how some people say, "Oh my God, how can you say this?" Right? Watch this. Deuteronomy twenty-eight. The Mosai says, "I give you blessings and cursing. Choose. If you choose to serve me this day, you will be in position of power and rulership. You rule over everybody, right? Because I chose you." But watch this. He says, but if you choose to what? Break my commandments, follow the other nations and their customs, start doing their practices and forget my law. Guess what? I'll give you into their hands. Why? Because you made a choice. It says doing exactly. the reverse. If you don't want to be my servant, right? Because I just read it a verse. It says what? You belong to me. You're my servant, right? But you say, nah, God, we don't want to serve you. We want to, we, we want to serve the, the gods of the other people around us that you told us that if we follow you, we're going to rule over them. God said, okay. Because <laughs> you make a choice, right. guess what? I'm going to allow them to do as they please. And guess what? Because they have the law where they can, guess what? They can treat you like a dog. Because I'm telling you, if you belong to me, you will treat each other better. But no, you don't want that. You want to be treated like a dog with the Can Canaanites over there. Oh, okay. You want to be treated like a dog like the Ethiopians over there, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to be treated like a dog by the Arabs over there, right? Oh, you want to be treated like a dog by the Persians over there. Okay, go right ahead. And Tomosa says what? I know you're going to be crumbing back to me. You know what I do? Yeah. I'll hear you. So when kind of was said slavery was a choice, if you're a Bible believer, guess what the Bible said? The children of Israel, they're scattered all over the earth today, and they are subject to everybody because they chose to go their own way against God. And then yeah. now today they have the same audacity to say that the Bible, God doesn't exist. The same God who you your ancestors did the same thing, and you're still underfoot by your quote-unquote enemies. You can never well, here, rise. Here's the thing. In, the, in their worldview, if God doesn't exist, then nobody cares about anybody's problems and life is meaningless. So if God doesn't exist, then all your suffering is meaningless and who cares about what you go through because it's all meaningless anyway. See, they don't, they don't want to look at this in the macro. In the macro of being atheistic, the ha having this, this even this, having this conversation is ridiculous. You don't see grains of sand talking to each other about which one is, which one did something wrong. You know they don't, they don't want to look at their their um, life and meaning and value comes from the origin of our Creator. If your Creator is nothing, then you are nothing. But they don't ever want to talk about that. And and this whole thing about they want to bring up the, the Christian uh, church building system, which has never been biblical. Even the Bible condemns it. it. Even when Christ walked the earth, what did he do? He went to the religious Pharisees and scribes of his day and he called out their hypocrisy and they did not serve uh, the father in spirit and truth. And he went and spent his time dismantling 
what the religious people of his day had done. Even in the Old Testament, what was it? It was always a remnant of the people who followed God. The rest of the people followed idols. What is an idol? It's something that you that, that is not God, but you worship as God. And that's what we have in these church systems today. When you go to a church system, they are worshiping the world and the materialism of the world in the name of God, which is blasphemy. The Bible calls it out. The Bible never condones holidays like Christmas or Easter. Matter of fact, it, it calls out that if you read the book of Jeremiah, it tells you not to even make, I think it's Jeremiah 22, not to make Christmas trees. Uh, the Easter holiday about uh, Easter, uh, Queen of Heaven and, and all this. Uh, yeah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 10 and and Easter and, um, you know, Nimrod and Semiramis and all those uh, things that have something to do with the Easter tradition. Tradition. The Bible talks about man's tradition. You know, people don't want to read because at the end of the day, this comes down to people not want to be a, wanting to be accountable for the lives that they live. And they want to suppress the truth for for the love and pleasure of their own unrighteousness. People don't want to be told that, that, what, that what they want to do is wrong. They want to be God and you can't serve two masters. So most of the time, the conflict of interest that people have about serving a God with a standard is that it interferes with their personal agenda. And that's what this is about. People want to set and live their lives, whatever they want. And then they hate the consequences. And when the con I always say that people love the they love evil, but they hate the consequences of the evil they love. And see, when the consequence of the evil they love comes about, they need to blame somebody. So they blame the God that they claim they don't believe in. Well, if you don't believe in him, then how are you? Why are you so mad? But their anger is there are no atheists. If you notice that the Bible doesn't say it's it's against his commandment not to believe in him because you all everyone serves a God. The question is, are you serving the true and living God? But everybody's serving a God, whatever you worship, whatever you live your life for, whatever you you dedicate your purpose to. If it if it takes up all of your life is what you're serving is what you're in, in slavery to. See, we're enslaved. We're always enslaved to something. And the question is, when people are enslaved to the world, they don't like the consequences of the manipulation and exploitation that comes from putting all your strength into the hands of men. Who are guided by evil desires and ambitions. See, slavery is a construct of a man's evil heart. That's the construct. God, there's freedom because he, he changes that heart and that mind according to his law, where you actually start to value people according to how you want to be treated. And you understand that his law and his ways are right. But people don't want to do that because everybody lives a biblical worldview, even if you reject it. You live it. Why? Because you still have an expectation of how you want to be treated based on what happens to you. You still don't want anyone to lie or murder or kill you based on what? Based on you attributing value to your own life. But see, all of these things have to have a higher standard to even be valuable. You can't sit there and say that something is wrong, but just say everything is, is preferential and opinion. If it's opinion about slavery, then it's not wrong. It just doesn't benefit you. And people say, well, it's all about money. It's all about competitive. Money is the solution to all problems. Well, someone found a better way to make money, and it happens to be an enslavement of you. So if there's no God, then that's not wrong. It's just somebody beats you of, how, of finding a better way to survive and thrive and gain wealth. So, again, the biblical worldview has always been the worldview that we all live in. It's the worldview that validates our complaints 
and the expectations we put on one another of how we want to be treated. No other doctrine does this. No other doctrine will expose the evils that we all have in common and gives us a way out to escape our own just condemnation for the life that we live. No one lives a perfect life, but everybody expects to go to a perfect place when it's all over just because of how they feel. But life doesn't work like that. It, even in this world, what happens when somebody does a crime? They pay a punishment. And, and if you don't pay a punish, punishment in this life, believe me, you will pay in the next life. But people don't want to think about death, even though death could be today. It's foolish for people to sit there and, and act like they believe in nothing when if they were on their deathbed today, they would be begging for life. It just doesn't make any sense. And I'm, you know, and for the most part, you can hear the animosity and anger. Do you notice on the stream that we had today on Ramil's channel? You notice we didn't bring up the Bible, right? We were yeah, just telling yeah. Yeah. we were just telling people to be accountable and, and responsible for their own life because no one will care about you better than you. Hmm. You cannot force people who you claim hate you to do right by you. That's not gonna work. Yeah. Uh, no, it, 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 it's like okay. Okay, people talk about reparations, right? That's what I say. Someone who stole everything from you and you're going over there begging him, who has power? Can you make the guy who has everything, he got the weapon and everything, who took your stuff from force, you have no means to fight him back. He has all the guns. <laughs> and then you go to him and be like, you need to pay right now, right? Like the, the audacity. And he's holding, the, yeah, he's holding the Uzi. You say, yeah, ju just touch me. Come on, come on. I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah, you took my wallet and everything. Give it back. Give it back. And you have nothing in your hands. No strategy whatsoever to get it back. And and yeah. then you look at everybody around you and be like, hey, hey, bro, look, look. He took my wallet. He needs to give it back. Well, these guys say he's not going to give it back. So what are you going to do? Keep asking? <laughs> you know see, it's crazy? Like this, they call you what? They call you a coon. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, right? Our protection against the oppressive world has always been the Bible. Oh, somebody got to somebody got to turn the uh, mic off. Yeah. The, um, our protection against this world has always been our, our, you got, you got to turn it off in the background. You got to mute up. You got to, uh, like a background. Yeah. Yeah. But our protection has always been the Bible. Because what does the Bible do? It exposes the evil within you that an evil world will use to exploit, control, and manipulate you. It's just like if if you have greed in your heart, then you're going to attract a woman who who has greed in her heart that's seeking to exploit you. But if you expose and re rebuke the greed in your heart, then you won't be able to be manipulated by anyone who has ill will against you to use that greed. But people don't want to do that. They let their own wicked heart drive them right into the, the evil that's going to cause them problems. And then what do they do? They blame the problem instead of the evil in their heart that made them susceptible to be exploited by that problem. See, the most logical and practical solutions is that you have to be responsible for the choices you make. This has been a longstanding concept in the Bible from the very beginning. If you go back to the Adam and Eve, no matter how you see that story, look at the concepts of the story. God told Adam and Eve what they should do and what they should not do. What was the consequence of disobeying God? You shall surely die. They made a choice and it cost them eternity. It cost them 
ever eternal life. So they had to die and they had to leave the perfection to which God had created them based on the choices that God gave them and the awareness that they knew what the right choice was and they ignored it. And see, this is exactly what happens from the very beginning. What happens today? People have their own agenda. They want to determine right and wrong for themselves. And then the problems and consequences arise arise from bad decision making. And we want to blame everybody but ourselves when this world is created based on people having free will to do whatever they want to do and not have a universal understanding that we only have one God to serve. And under his law, everyone is living in a just and moral society where we can think and care and love one another that only exists under a biblical worldview. It will never exist in the atheistic worldview. The results of what we're having right now is under false religious doctrines and atheism. This is what the gender neutrality movement is. All of this is unbiblical nonsense that people put their trust in these doctrines and traditions of men, these constructs of that men who hate God and reject God create that's causing all the issues in the world. You will not find any Bible verse that justifies a man becoming greedy and and, and doing everything for the, his his lust for wealth to do this. This is people. This is what happens when people disobey God and they let their own wicked hearts drive them into these things. So it's is really it's these people are so lost because they just don't want to accept that we have to be accountable. They don't want to accept that. That's what it all comes to. I don't want to be accountable. I want to be able to do whatever I want to do, but I want to tell other people they can't do what they want to do when it conflicts with what I want to do. And this is the chaos that we've created in this secular, nonsensical world that everybody wants to blame everybody but themselves for. God gave everybody free will. Free will has a lot to do with the very life that we have, the fact that we have a choice that we can make. We can choose to do what we want to do, or we can choose to do what God has said is best for us based on objective reasoning. We all can agree that God's way is better. Why? Because he has a law that actually aligns with our convictions and our innate understandings of life anyway. Like no one is going to complain that the law of God stands because we all, nobody wants to be lied to, stolen from, murdered. Uh, diminished by idolatry or exploited by somebody making a God out of money or pride or something that causes some person to think highly of themselves over another. The commandments of God, even covetousness, all of that is in the commandments of God. But we reject all of that to create our own way. Then we hate the consequences of what we created. Yeah, brother, Hulk. He, he's perfectly. And here's another thing before I uh, introduce uh, brother Cristo Hotep. Uh, you know, a lot of people who deny the Bible, they believe in science, right? Uh, in, in the science, uh, you know, uh, system, they have this mm -hmm. one guy called Sigma Freud, right? Or Darwin. Mm -hmm. uh, and Darwin. What does Darwin say? Survival of the fittest, right? Meaning mm -hmm. the strongest survive and the weak perish. So yep. if you assign yourself to that ideology... That ideology goes against everything the Bible talks about, right? And it supports slavery. Yes, they. It okay. It, it's like, can you imagine a gazelle, like a tribe of gazelle, going to the lion uh, pride and be like, "Hey, you guys need to stop oppressing us. You need to stop eating us." And guess what? If you don't do it, you know, you know, we're gonna sue you. We're gonna, we're gonna go to the chief of the the jungle. 
well, the jungle still was survival of the fittest. Do you, do you really think they, they're gonna they're gonna go and dare, you know, negotiate with the lions? The lion just right. know one thing: kill you, you meet. There's so, no justice in the animal kingdom. Yeah, justice is the concept of our creator. Yeah. So if you want to follow that rule, hey, you know what? That's fine. But don't come blaming the Bible. And and that's all I, I always say. It's a I call it oxymoron and it kind of counterintuitive. Like it's a like you saying one thing, but it's going against what you're saying or what you believe. What you're looking at the Bible, but the Bible has nothing to do with what, what's happening to you because the yep. Bible doesn't agree with it. So you need to take that anger and frustration towards what you believe, because that what you believe allows it. But no. notice how notice how they'll never they'll never talk about the things that atheism has created, like the fact that they believe in androgyny and this alternative lifestyle, which is destroying children and families, and feminism and all these things that pe a lot of guys in the manosphere say they hate are created from atheistic secular worldviews. They have no smoke for those things coming from the source of atheism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Hulk, before we continue, let us welcome uh, Brother Cristo Hotev. Do you have anything to say on the topic? Welcome to the show. What's going on, brother? I think you're still on mute if you're trying to speak. Yeah, sorry about that. My mute took a while. Yeah, you all good, man. I just joined, but I just joined, but yeah, the short period of what you were saying, yeah, nobody really brings up atheism and what they created in the secular world, and people just openly embrace these things like, like it's a normal, you know, like it should be no, a normal path to take. But yeah, we all need laws and constructs to be able to mm -hmm. walk in a way that promotes family at the very least. If you do nothing else, at least promote family, you know. So yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, thus far. Yeah. I mean, there's really no argument over that. But at the same time, living in a construct that promotes those things, you know, the environment that promotes those yeah. things. It, hey brother, uh, I think you've always kind of hey, brother, some, some people uh, some suggesting people. maybe get closer uh, to the mic. Maybe get closer to the mic. I think we're still hearing like a feedback. Oh, I don't know. Are you speaking through your headphone or are you, are you on speaker? Are you on speaker? Yeah, I'm on speaker. Oh, yeah, that's probably why because. Oh, yeah, that's okay. probably why because. Yeah, because we whenever I speak, now. I hear myself back. Yeah, because we whenever I speak, I hear myself back. Or do you have like a? Are you listening or from like a? Do you have like a? Are you listening? Because like we're a, hearing ourselves. Yeah, it's like an echo. Echo. Is it? Do you have it playing yeah, through like YouTube? Echo. Echo. And do you have it playing through YouTube? And uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, let me mute it and then I try to come back in. Okay. All right. That's fine. All right. I'll yeah. get out and try to come back okay. in. Okay. All, right. all right. That's fine. Okay. Cool. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. So, uh, to to basically add in, see. Brother Hawk, the thing is, what Akon was saying, like I, they say what? Someone may say something, right? You hear what he said, but there could mm -hmm. be a under under like a, there could be an undermining message because remember, he was in the platform and Vlad, he's you know, Caucasian uh, persuasion and he's Jewish, right? So Akon right. was speaking, he has to speak in a way, right? Not only to offend, but at the same time, he's He's looking at somebody who, you know, you see what I'm saying? 
It's the platform he was on, right? Now, the thing is, one person with a different understanding, when they heard it, they had this one perspective. Oh, my God. But what me, someone who's learned, who knows history and understands certain things, when he said, I understood. I understood it from the mind front of this. And we just talked about it, how that guy got angry out of nowhere, pulling the Bible. I was like, wait a minute. He's saying, stop using the past as an excuse for not moving forward. That's why I gave an example. I'll give an example, right? I'm looking for a job, right? You know, I'm hustling, you know, going and applying, doing the system. But nobody's hiring me. And I turn around and say, uh, you know, nobody wants to hire me because I'm black. Well, that could be true. Also, it could be false. How do you know? You don't know, right? You don't know. It's a process, right? So it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you can't like, yes, we know the history of it, but it's like, why every time, or you can't be using that as an excuse as every time things don't work your way, like how you were saying earlier. Every time you fall in a hole, oh, the past, the past. Mm-hmm. That's what Akon was saying. See, don't be always used to pass the past. But it's like, you notice you never used the past to show your progress, right? You always use the past when you fall short. Nobody right. they're making the money. They don't use it. Oh, you know what? If it wasn't for slavery, I would be banking money right now. No, you don't hear that. You don't hear that. You don't hear someone say, oh, man, I made a million dollars. You know what? I thank God that my ancestors came to slavery because if they didn't come here in America as slaves, I would have never had this million dollars. You never, nobody in the mainstream, me, nobody that I know who's successful, use that. No, but you know what they use an excuse when they fall short. Man, I lost the business, yep. man. It, you know, the rest is a man. You know, I couldn't make that deal because I because I'm black. I'm like, wait, what? How do you know? Is, is it an assumption? Is it a fact? Right. Yeah. Or if someone says certain keywords, you'll be like, man, that kind of sound racist. I'm like, okay. Uh, Hulk, I'll give you an example. Watch this. Let's say young teenagers, right? They're supposed to be a little bit mature, right? But they're mm-hmm. acting like kids. They, you know, they're in the house, they're running around, turning tables, right? And throwing stuff like kids, like breaking glasses. And then somebody says, yo, Y'all need to stop acting like monkeys. Now, when you when you say that, right, as a black right. person, is that racist? No. But watch uh, this. If it was a white person, say, man, y'all kids need to stop acting like monkeys. It's racist. Oh, yeah. But they did he come because they're black? No, because they were acting because monkeys, when they, they go wild, they just throw stuff, right? So he's referring to that. So that's why I say, you know how it gets, gets kind of sensitive whenever it cross the line like you I'll, I'll take it one step further if you're an atheist and you believe in evolution why is that wrong oh oh hawk oh that, you know what that was a hiroshima nagasaki <laughs> i'm just wow. saying like it, you know, if, if you said that you if you believe you evolved from a monkey and not and not like i said i went through and i know people want to look at anthropology and these fossils and I, and I have the proof that all those fossils are fake the Nebraska man was just uh, a pig's tooth, and that 
Arthrolampithesis that they said was the Lucy, the first hominid in, uh, in Africa was just an ape. And that's proof that it was a lie. And they continue to publish it in scientific journals. Why do they continue? Because it's an agenda. If they, if you're a monkey, then the world can control you on a monkey level. And see, this is what people don't understand. If we, you believe in evolution, somebody saying you're acting like a monkey shouldn't be an insult. There you go. Yeah, because oh, guess what? According to evolution, your ancestors were monkeys. So you know what? Maybe you in the monkeys were coming out when you were acting like monkeys, you know, throwing stuff around, no care, trashing everything. When you're supposed to be quote unquote adults, you should know better, but you're acting like your ancestors. So exactly. under like under atheistic, is that wrong? Someone calling you monkey for acting like a monkey because you are a monkey, because you came from monkeys, so you're monkey. Hey, and you know what's, what else is crazy? Guess who told them that they were that they came from monkeys? The same white man they say is the oppressor. Again, <laughs> it, they don't want to follow their own logic. <laughs> hey, brother, like like I say, it's like you know what? That's why I'm I'm kind of happy that you're here on the panel because you. It's like. That's why, you know, even the scripture says each person, each man has his own gift, right? You know how the scripture says, says to one man, the gift of prophecy, to one man, the gift of healing, right? All the yeah. same spirit. Yeah. yeah. Meaning based on your gift that that's already built in you, the spirit is going to operate in a certain way. That's why it's always good to have different perspective because we may see the same thing, but how you understand how you can express yourself may benefit one group. And how I do it and the other brother does it is going to be different, but all leading to the same goal. That's why I'm kind of happy that you're here because some of the things you're saying to me in my mind when I hear, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. But some people, it may fly over their head. Why? Because it's like a new perspective they couldn't even imagine. That, But when you sit down, you think about it, you'll be like, hey, wait a minute. It's actually right. And speaking about brotherhood, here's another problem that our people have. Like, this is people in general, but when I say our people... Sometimes as men, right, we say we're men. Sometimes it's best to be quiet, listen, right? Mm -hmm. And then sit and think about what you just heard and come up with a backup. You can just be coming out there, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to pull this to get somebody to trigger, right? And then when right. someone rebuke and you try to you try to keep pressing that pressure why because you're trying to get something out of it yeah at the same time it's like someone kick you in the in the nuts and it says you know i didn't kick you in the nuts and you say but you did and then they kick you again and say i didn't kick you in the nuts that's what happens sometimes you know right that's what happens sometimes you know i was still hearing a feedback <laughs> yeah i just heard that this week from uh, from uh, neely fuller that was yeah, neely fuller's concept too yeah, man. Yeah, I think it's because you got your phone on the um, um, yeah, I think it's because you got your phone on the um, speaker. Do you do speaker? Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, are you uh like, because I, I know that you, this uh, has happened. Are you on Streamyard and listening to the YouTube feed that we play? No, I just went back and cut out the YouTube. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna go to my camera and mic settings real quick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Double check because what you like what I usually do is like if you're on StreamYard, right? Just make sure uh you know you don't have a, a, another like a, a tab open or something. Uh but right. if you let's say some people maybe uh, like me, I have my StreamYard playing, 
but I, I have it on silent so I can see, like, because I know some of the comments don't show on, on stream you on time, but I right. can look and I, I can, you know, basically search on my phone. So, but if I'm playing, like, if I raise the volume right now, you're going to hear the feedback. You're here, you see? So that's what happens. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and fasting, your uh, your intro was amazing, man. How you broke down the language and um, the definition of slave and servant. Because a lot of, you know, people don't realize. And, and we said this, I think it was Exodus. Uh, oh, I forget which, which one it was. Exodus 2016, I believe. That says that whoever sells in a slave or basically that slavery they're having the, the type of slavery where you're selling people is worthy of death. And the word yeah, yeah. servant is basic. Yeah. The, the word servant is basically the society to which we live in. And when you have the government that makes you pay taxes and all these things, and you have, you're having an employer that is your master and you are the servant in that situation. Let's not get caught on language. Back then, they didn't use euphemistic language to soften up the, the, the hard facts about what things are. Mm, no, po Back, no political correctness. Exactly. Back then, it was clear that your boss was your master and you were his servant. Why? Because he determines whether you eat or, or whether you survive or die. It was a hard fact of life and actually led to more respect and hard work because people, because they understood the reality of life, they, they use more wisdom and personal responsibility to create the best circumstances and environment for themselves. But no, now we want to act like you don't have a boss, even when you have a boss. And when somebody says that's your, your master, I don't have no master. But when your master tells you you can't work here no more, you're you're crying racism. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you you you're begging. You want to serve. That's the whole point. Exactly. Like speaking about this, right? If you're an entrepreneur, that means you're servicing yourself because you're doing everything. It's like a carpenter, right? A carpenter can either work for another carpenter or he can work for himself. Exactly. Right? And, and the Bible, even people, if they don't read, the Bible promotes you being an entrepreneur and hiring people. That's what the Bible promotes. So if anything, how in the hell are you going to say the Bible? The Bible wants you to be in position of power. But you have to do it in righteousness, yeah. not under the world's way. That's why he even says that you can't you can't treat your servant like dogs. That's what I say with rigor, right? With rigor, they were treated less than people. You can't do that. Why? Because the most I say it said, uh, uh I forgot the passage. It says you have to say, remember, you know, the Egyptians at one point they treated them nice. So you have to treat a foreigner nice, right? We don't yeah. do don't do the bad thing they did. Do the good thing they did. Why? Because at one point, your ancestors, when they came in Egypt, they were welcomed. They were saved. They were treated like like their own citizen. Don't look at the bad things they did. Learn learn the the bad experience so you can move forward. You notice that the most yeah. whenever the most I reminded the children of Israel, he say, "Remember, I saved you. I made your life better." Don't go back to it. So he, you don't use history to mourn. You use, you use history as a lesson to be like, you know what? We will never go through that again. We're going to make things better for the future. Right? You exactly. And I look forward. Don't use it as an excuse. You know why I can move forward? Because of the past. No, you can't do that. 
And I have a question. Um, you know how they said uh, it's a, the answer is policy, right? They that's what they go to. They say, "Well, so we got to change policy, policy, right?" But according to policy, we already have civil rights. According to law, we're we actually have the things. The problem is 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 that it's not going to be executed the way because this whole world is based on lip service. You mm. can sit there and have on the on the books you have your rights, mm. but you can't take away the free will of another to not care about your rights. Yes. You cannot take that away. It's like there, there is an African saying. It says uh, the way uh, politicians do, what they do is they'll, they'll take the poor, someone who's really hungry, uh, paint their lips with chicken soup, right? And present to people, say, look, I fed this man, right? And if the guy right. is looking at him like, dude, what are, you know, what are you talking about? But the people want to see his lips, it's shiny. Like he just uh -huh. ate it. But it's a <laughs> lie. So it's the same thing. It's like, you you know what? It's, see, that's what I say. It's kind of funny when they, you know, here in America, they call it lip service. In Africa, they say it's putting chicken lips in your in your mouth and it's shining. So the people be like, oh, they say this man is such a nice man. He's feeding the poor. And the poor is like, what the hell? Is he didn't feed me. He just, he told me to close my mouth and then he, he put something that smelled kind of nice. But I haven't eaten anything all day. But to the eyes of the people, as a politician, says, look, I care for the poor. And when it's over, he says, get out of here. Kick him out. Put him you right. know, put him in a cage because he's going to go out and tell people what I just did. Put him in a cage. Beat him up. Uh, you know you know what? Silence him. And you expect this, to, you know, how can you trust somebody who will do that? You know what I'm but, you know, if you say, if you speak against the quote-unquote narrative that, that are being pushed, you a coon. You are against your people. I'm like, wait a minute. You see, but as I say, I always say, where did you get? Where is your source of your rhetoric? Did they, did it come from yeah. your mind, or did are you repeating what someone else already said? And if you find out the source of that saying, guess what? It's gonna lead you to the liberal movement, to Marxism, and everything. Like, let's, uh, yeah, let me. Let's, yeah, go ahead. Now let's talk about something else we heard today. We heard that oh the Bible is the reason why they there is slavery, but then they say the answer is policy, but the slavery comes from the the policy makers. So you're gonna blame the Bible, which actually says that you should be treated rightly, but the, the actual in institution of slavery came from the policy makers that you say is the solution to the problem of slavery. See, they, they never follow their logic or lack of logic, I should say, they never follow it because you're sitting there saying that the, the answer to racism is policy when it's the policy makers, not the Bible, that actually cause uh, racism on any institutional level. If it, it, you know, to whatever degree you want, you choose to see it, at, that's where it's coming from. These same lawmakers that you're expecting to be fair are the ones who instituted slavery. And they yeah. say the, the, in the Bible, because they refuse to, to see the Bible in the context to which the historical is presented historically. And like I said, a lot of people don't understand that, like you like you so eloquently said earlier, the uh, the Torah or the biblical law was their government. They didn't have a third party government in mediating between, uh, you know, the people and, 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 and something like we have the law, which was universal to all was their government so it was really easy to punish evil and not discriminate uh, or, or against people because the people were all the seen the same under god 
wherein in man's law, people are not seen the same. People are seen as, I guess, their status or their beneficial to whatever agenda is going on in man's system. So the Bible is the only way we, we actually have justice to expose uh, wickedness. But in man's law, you can call yourself a philanthropist and you can be the greediest tycoon ever. That's the system that these people are begging for justice from. And uh, there's even a passage in the Bible. See, that's what I tell people. People don't read. Uh, there's a passage where the most I say, say his people, they love ser servitude. They don't, they don't, they don't want freedom. They're like, no, remember what was more, why did the children of Israel get stuck circling? They were closer to the promised land, a few miles. Why did they keep staying in circles? Right. What was the complaint? You know what? We were better off in Egypt. If we had it better, it was better. He was, let's go back to the past. It's worse now. Wait a minute. You are about to gain your own country and your own land that belongs to you. And because, you know, things are not quote unquote as easy as it was when you were serving Egypt. You know what it was? And that's what, what did the Moses say? says, because these people have no faith, they will not see the promised land. They're not going to enjoy it. Their children will because they, they didn't believe in the promise. They can right. see it, but they couldn't cross it. Why? Too much complaining. Oh man, things were better. That you know what? It gives me more conviction to the Bible. Why? Because when I read the start of the Bible, I'm like, there's only one people that feed these people. The most the most I say what? They say, I could pick any people in the earth to be my people. He said, No, I chose these people. They're the most stubborn people ever. I give them everything. The, okay, watch this. I'll use an analogy. Your father, right? He's rich. He has everything. He holds a banquet. You got all the delicious meal ever that you can love, right? You are his right. son. You're the prince, right? When it's dinner time, you say, Dad, you know what? I don't want to eat your food. The prince go outside, sees a cookie that was on the ground for three days with ants flying over and stuff like that. Picks it up and eat it. Say, you know what? I, you know, this is the most delicious food I've ever had. <laughs> Leaving the table full of delicious meal, clean food. No, he wanted to go outside where the beggars are on the street and eat the trash that's on the ground and felt satisfied. He got more satisfaction eating that leftover cookie from three days that fell on the ground. The ants are flying over. To him, that was more satisfying. Now, tell me if it's not stupidity. Right, no, that's, that's what exactly have been doing all these years, centuries, thousands. And let me let me uh, expound on what you said about what Jesus said when he said, "Do not give what is holy unto the dogs, or cast your pearls before the swine, lest they turn against you and rend you to pieces." And I tell people, you know, Jesus used the words uh, that he used dogs and swine because they both they prefer garbage. Dogs like trash and pigs like slop. They prefer it. You can put a, a gourmet meal in front of a dog or a pig and you have a stinky pile of trash. They will always go for the trash because that's what they prefer. And so a lot of times when we give what is holy to people who prefer trash, that's, you know, like I said, like you just eloquently said, people prefer trash. 
And you don't want to see the, that the biblical worldview offers you not only infinite value to your life, but an eternal destination that justifies your life. No, we want to reject that. And you want to go for the trash and the garbage that man offers, which is to exploit you for what? Trinkets and things that you that won't matter when you're dead. To give to waste your entire life and, and, and damn your eternity just to, for a feeling, you know, but this is the garbage and trash that people prefer. And uh, sadly, a lot of people are going to realize this on their deathbed. They're not going to realize it where they had all the time in the world to objectively view nature, to see that its intelligent design speaks of a creator, to see that all the things that we want, morality, justice, the consciousness that we apl apply to life, all that didn't evolve from a rock. But people want to believe that their so-called pseudoscience, which has gives them no origin or no destination, that doesn't tell them where life came from, all these important things, but yet they want to build on a foundation of nothing to use a whole bunch of theoretical nonsense that they can't apply into their everyday life to deal with two things. The fact that you're going to die one day and the fact that they're the issue of evil in this world. Those are the two things that bother us the most. And God, the biblical God, the most high has a solution for both evil and for death. And people reject that. Yeah, man. Uh, another thing I was thinking, uh, something you were saying, it clicked in my mind. I, I don't know if it's still in my mind. Uh, let's see, you mentioned about, um, because we're still talking about servitude. Ah, maybe you come back to me, but what I was thinking is <clears throat> we're in election year, right? And this topic mm -hmm. of slavery and everything, it's a, look, it's a strategy. Oh, okay. Came back to me now. Okay. Uh, you talked about, you know, so speaking about uh, the ser slavery and everything, right? Mm -hmm. Check this out. The whole world is under what? The pandemic of coronavirus, COVID-19, right? Right. What has happened? They make all governments, they've imposed on people to do what? Wear a mask. Now watch this. Why are you wearing a mask? Are you wearing it because you have the free will to wear or because you are told like a servant to do so? And if you don't do it, there are quote unquote consequences. Wow. Are you really you're a servant? Free? No. <laughs> so so it, it's like, wait a minute. The same person is going to scream about white supremacy and all this. Guess what? When he has to go to work and that work says you have to wear a mask, what you know what they're going to do? Wear and only watch this the same quote unquote white supremacy told you an invisible virus is out there to get you, and you believe them, and then you turn around and say they're oppressing me, they don't want me to get you know, you know, slavery and everything. That's why I'm in a and I was isn't this oxymoron? Like, yeah, because they're depending on their corrupt policies to enact freedom that they're taking away. So you want you want these people. See, it's not even a race issue right now. And during this this pandemic, this is not a race issue. This is the issue of the policymakers creating a narrative with, that strips away every human right that you have for something they can't prove logically. And uh, it, it's, you know, that's why I, I'm kind of glad that, you know, certain topic, you know, 
that we we can touch on. You know, I have to thank uh, Brother Ramila Mir. So one reason I appreciate Brother Ramila, he's like, I'll say he's more radical. He touches on things that a lot of people don't want to touch. And I know why he does it. Because he he's black. He understands black people. He knows that this is a very emotional thing. Why? Because they say sometimes you got to, you know, get into, you get to, you have to snap people out of their cognitive dissonance. Right? Yeah. Me, I wasn't, like, when I saw Ramil say it, I understood where it's coming from, right? But it's like sometimes people, they want, they want you to baby them. They're like, I need baby steps. Like, tell me everything. I'm like, no, you, you are an adult. You are a man. You're supposed to go. You, you get a clue and you go out there and search and find out more. Like when I, I was, when I broke down the, the definition, nobody was a hey, fasting. Go here. Go. No, I did it myself. And I yeah. guess what? I learned something new. Why? Because I was like, you know what? Let me go and search more. Even though certain things I really knew, but I got more details. Why? Because I dig deeper. I did a search. I went and, and meaning I took it waiting for action to find out what I needed. So it's like, I think, you know, Brother Hawk, some people want black people to be that way because what? It makes moolah. Yeah. They want you to be in that position. And you know what? When they come out, they're going to say, we are, we for you. And bro, I tell people, there is no such thing as black. Black is a color. The yep. same people who gave you the word black, they're limiting you. You have tribes, you have clans. Where are they? Who are you? It makes you fit in their construct into their system that they can oppress you in. It's like, okay, with black, where is your passport? With black, where is your nationality? With black, where is your land? Where is the land called black? <laughs> Where, wherever your whatever the your government tells you. <laughs> but see, and I gotta get ready to go. But you know, I wish I could stay longer. But I, I gotta, I gotta give you respect, man, because you, Ramil, and myself, and and a few others, we stand on our principles. We we have conviction to not waver in what we, uh, and what we prove to exist. We do this. Over and over again, against all of the pushback, against all of the, uh, you know, scrutiny. And like I said, I welcome scrutiny. But see, people don't want to have rational conversations. They want to have yelling contests. They want to bring up topics because they had an agenda to go out there and, 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 and just put people into their hopelessness and not really discuss the topic. See, a lot of people who in our and this is sad, but it's true in atheistic worldview, they have no hope because when in, in their mind, when they die, they cease to exist. When they they don't know why they're alive, they think it's some random cosmic accident that has that, that has no meaning. So they they're searching for meaning in life while they're living it. That must be very confusing for these people. But, you know, so when they when they find something to you know, harp on to, you know, let out their emotions and their disappointments for life because for some reason, a lot of these people expected life to be perfect. Uh, they expect because, you know, if you don't believe in, if you don't understand the world through a biblical worldview, you expect life to be perfect now. See, we're living because we understand perfection doesn't come in the flesh. It doesn't come under when man is subject to sin. We understand that. But when you don't believe in God, you expect perfection, perfection now. 
these people feel old, a perfect life, even though they're imperfect people. Again, they don't follow their own lack of logic. They continue just to wallow in their confusion, in their darkness. And that's what darkness does. You don't know why. You don't know where you're going. And so you just emotionally lash out because you lack understanding and wisdom for anything that's happening in your life. See, I can understand that the suffering in my life has, has built character, has I've gained a wealth of knowledge from my experiences coming from suffering and coming from certain areas. I've had a very difficult life, but it's actually made me aware of my own weaknesses and my own affinities to my own evils that made me a better person by seeking to flee from my evils and align myself with the most high, according to his biblical doctrine, which has bare fruit and proven to be useful in my life by the results that I have right now. See, I'm not just speaking in empty, blind faith. I have actual results and actual signs of growth and better outcomes from understanding and living the biblical under worldview. So a lot of people just think that you're just believing and they don't understand that when you truly believe something, guess what you do? You do it. When you truly believe something, you do it. You just don't believe and stay there. You actually, it actually turns into obedience and then the obedience proves its own fruit and results. And so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy to obey God because you, you, you understand where it's going and then you actually get there and you realize why. And so you have peace to continue your journey. So on that note, I have to get ready to go. But, man, just keep doing what you do fasting, man. Anytime you I miss a stream of yours, I'm upset because you're you're one of those people, man, that I'm glad that you, you know, you you you're like me. You're bold in the faith, in the biblical faith and. And you're trying to give people a perspective that where they don't have to be in doubt and hopelessness about life, but they can have meanings and understandings about this life that we live. But, you know, we, we do the best we can. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like we don't know everything. So we, no, we don't. It, yeah. It's like we give a piece of, you know, because I say like people may see one way, like I always say, but I on this topic, since me and you were on a Ramil show, that's why I was like, it, it was great that you came in. And some of the things when you say, I was like, oh, man, I didn't say it like that. So that's why I say we need different perspective. And, you know, on my channel, most people say that it's very mellow, right? Because I actually want to hear people and have a conversation. Because one thing I noticed, even in the background, my channel, I'm having people from all background. That, no wonder uh, uh, it's labeled now. This is a, they're calling this, this space the accent sphere because you have people from different backgrounds coming in here. So. I appreciate it's man cool. for coming in. Uh, you know, keep putting those videos, man. Like when I'm driving and like I saw your video, I was oh, I gotta play, man. I know sometimes we have no time. Like that's what I tell people. For us who work a long, you know, over time, it's hard to kind of do like live stream and all this. And I'm lucky right. because I got off early and I start late tomorrow, which is rare. So. Oh, that's cool, man. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate you standing, standing on your square, having convictions. We all have our convictions, and and you have the right to express yours and and bear your own results and the fruit that you can see in your life, man. Like, like I said, we all live our own testimony, man. Like we living our own life that bears its own results and its own things. I like people look at me. I don't have a lot of problems that a lot of guys have because I've stood on convictions from a long time ago where I never entered into these issues that people talk about. And I, and I came from a much worse circumstance than most people. And yet I tell them, look, because I, I maintain my, my values and my convictions and what I would have proven to be true, mm -hmm. but they continue to wallow around and, and complain about the things that I'll never understand because I won't walk that path.
Yeah. But that's cool, man. So I'll um I'm gonna catch you on the next show, man. So uh just you know, I'll be in touch, bro. Oh, thank you, brother Hulk. I'll see you on the next one. You have a safe day, man. Peace. All right, you too, man. Peace. Hey brother Cristo, are you good now? I know that there was a feedback and sometimes it, it kinda I mean now it, it, the feedback is kinda low, but you all right? I'll I'll be quiet so that way. Yeah, I'll I'll be quiet so that way. How am I coming through? Uh, I can hear you, but whenever I speak, I can hear you. I I still hear myself. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I don't. Are you Are you doing this from your computer? Are you doing this from your computer? No, from my cell phones. That might be why too. No, because uh, because uh, let's see, uh. You you have an Android or iPhone? You have an Android or iPhone? Uh Android. Okay. I'm trying to see. Are you using uh, using, uh Google? Or was no, it Chrome? Just... Was it Chrome? Uh, yeah, I think this is Chrome. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it's doing the yeah, echo. Right, I could just hold off, man. I mean, but I mean, do, do, you, yeah, have I mean, do you have anything to say? No, I don't have anything at this time. I mean, he pretty much said it all, you know. Mm. Pretty, pretty <laughs> on point, brother. You know. Uh, it's so your answer is that she because the question is should black people uh let don't you know let it go basically don't use the past as a reason why you can move forward or actually use the past as your motivation to make things better now uh i would say use the past because i don't know it, i can't speak for anyone else's paradigm but the way i see it is that we we always have to shake the nest from time to time, you know, mm. so we can move forward. Because if not, you know, when you're in certain places, if you just remain stagnant, then you'll be accountable to stagnant. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll be placed in that, you'll be placed in that category and and you won't be able to move forward. Yeah. I so hear. every now and then you have to throw, like you say, you have to throw a monkey wrench. You have to throw a monkey wrench into into the gears to stop the machine. But mm. don't stay there too long. I, th- I think that's I think that's the thing too. Don't stay there too long, and have you know a set direction on how you're gonna get out and move forward because you can't just you know you can't just be reactionary without mm. cause, you know. Or without, you know, but like when, like when they say the towers blew up or whatever, they use that as, you know, as a reason, a, yeah. uh, the basket, yeah, yeah, the reason to go forward and do something completely different. Not that that's a good thing. <laughs> Let me say that. But yeah, you have to use the worst opportunity in order to get to the next best. Mm-hmm. I think, but uh, there's never uh, like you know, it's always there's always a cl- a climaxing point. But at the same time, like he was saying, they use they do the same thing on the opposite end because they'll take that same opportunity and use it to push forward policy and all this, which only furthers to enslave. 
mm-hmm. you know, because they don't need a new law for anything. They already have all the laws. The laws were there a long time ago. So mm-hmm. they use those things on the opposite end of the spectrum to move forward. And I think that's what it is. But I don't think, I think for other people groups, it seems like that they could sit in a period of stagnation, you know, and and not be ruffled by it. But with us, I think we have to shake the tree from time to time. Mm. But just don't stay there too long, you know. Yeah, it's like there have to be a balance. So yeah, I think so. I think so because if you're never moving. You know, we we just don't have we're just not afforded that opportunity though. You know, we could because we see what happens. You know, we'll we'll build up so far, and then we just get shot down. So you have to constantly move forward. You know, like if we never constantly move forward, then we wouldn't have people in those spaces. Yeah, you know, yeah. among the aggressive, uh, I hate to say aggressors, but yeah, among those who are aggressive toward us we have to be in those same spaces with them if for no other reason even though we say okay have our own have our own have our own no we don't live in a world like that there's too many people you need to have a seat at the table even if you don't like the seat even if the seat don't represent what we're talking about directly you have to be in those spaces in order to not only know what's going on but to be able to inject something, you know, now don't expect, you know, that foundation to remain solid underneath you because it's never solid underneath you. You have to go into it with that understanding, but at the same time, yeah, it has to be used. Yeah. I think the specialist mentioned is here for you, for your problem, the reason why you have feedback, uh, you'll be good to, for you to, hear it like plugging was a headset so you can hear it that's not probably why i'm, I'm hearing myself on the feedback yeah yeah, you yeah I, I don't have I don't, I don't have my headset i reset it and uh, did some everything i could i could hang up though you could finish the show man and hey, I, well thank, thanks for coming I, by man hey, good time. yeah yeah first time huh first time huh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna have to uh, pay attention now from now on you know uh, well, welcome to the show, man. Like, show, uh, man. I usually have uh, mostly my topic uh, tends to lean to health and you know, and health. Bible stuff, but uh, I, I cover all these topics like as such as this because usually the topics I'll cover if it, it has a new relation to the Bible, so I'll touch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's fair, yeah, <laughs> that's what I that's what I'm in every day, anyway, is the Bible. So. Mm. Well, thank you very much, bro. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'll see you on the next one. Oh, yeah. Likewise. Likewise. Thank <laughs> I won't you have the echo. I won't have the echo. Right. <laughs> thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome, man. Peace. Oh, you're welcome, man. Peace. <laughs> yeah, guys. Um, uh-oh. <laughs> I see here myself. So, brothers, uh, you know, I know... I. I I want to keep this uh, show under two you know two hours because I I know I could be here uh, talking a lot of stuff on this topic but I will have probably another show because the thing you know I, I could have 
approach this in the uh, was it Israelite point of view, according to the Bible, the most high, you know, the prophets, the predator, they say, because of what the uh, the children of Israel did, it says they're gonna go into a series of servitude, meaning there's gonna be different empires who are gonna rule the world, and his people are gonna be subject unto them for a time until it's their turn, right? So when people Coming from an understanding of the Bible, none of our strength, according to the Bible, none of our strength will get us out of it because it's not time yet. Meaning, when the Persians rule, the Greeks were on the subject unto them. Yeah, you know, the, the Greeks, they tried to raise their little head from time to time, but guess what? They got squashed. But when it came time for them to take the rulership and, and take down the Persians, you know what they did? I don't know if you guys study history. The Greeks had Grecians within the political system of Persia. They were able to, quote unquote, divide, and which led to Alexander to take it down. But it didn't happen overnight. It took time, centuries. <laughs> but Persia was the greatest power of that time. Every nation was subject unto Persia. You wanted to have a good life, you had to go to Persia. You had to go over there, migrate, become one of the citizens, enjoy the good life, right? Then it came to Grecians, then it came to Romans, and then they split up and they, they, they went into branches. And those branches took turns into conquering different parts of the world. And that's what, notice they call what? The Western world, Western world. Why they call it the Western world? Why? Because they're referring to the division of Rome, which went further west of Europe. That's what they call it, the Western world. So, according to the scriptures, there's a time and place for everything. For now, the earth is ran and ruled by the Edomites, who is the, the who was the twin brother of Jacob, who became Israel. So, in a way, we're brothers. <laughs> the elder brother got his foot on the neck of his younger brother. Why? Because it is his, his turn now. But as the Mosai said, what? The first shall be last and the last shall be first. <laughs> so uh, for those who have the Bible as the guide, that's our faith. That's our hope, meaning that this condition soon will change. But the way it's going to change, it's not how we're going to expect it. Why? If you want to use, quote, unquote, physical means to make it happen when it comes to take up arms, it's not going to. Why? Because the word, there is a, the Bible, the Bible calls it a confu confusion of faces. Because people have been mixing and all that stuff. In a world that we live in, it's hard to, quote, unquote, pinpoint who's who's for you and who's against you but the most high has a system or how he's going to basically select or separate the people that's why he, he says that he shall gather the elect to the elect why those who think like mine according to him something is going to link them together and from that union they're going to build the like a body of people who share the same mindset and it's that mindset that will basically carry on to whatever it's coming. 
But, you know, like I said, if we, we stay here and start to talk about this kind of stuff, we're probably going to be here for days. And, uh, you know, I know it's a topic that some people, they get blanked out. That's if you're focusing on, on the Bible subject. Because the Bible, uh, is a, it's a book of prophecy, and it talks about things that, that happen and that will happen in, in the future. Some people may not believe it. They say, oh, it's a work of fiction. You know, hey, that's all right, you know. But the way I see the Bible... It's been correct so far when it comes to rulership because the Bible looks at things from a grand point of view. In some details, it may go like microscopic where it sees a particular subject. But it, remember, the Bible covers thousands of years of events. You can't fill thousands of time in, a, in one book. You can't. It's impossible. So there's a lot of skipping. You know, you'll see one generation. It talks about this one guy. And it's like 400 years after something happens. So what happened in that 400 years? That's a lot of time that's not mentioned. So this book covers thousands and thousands, centuries upon centuries of events that are probably not mentioned because it's, it, it picks specific particular time in, in the storyline, right, in the timeline. So... Some of the information in the Bible it gives you when it talks about this subject, slavery and all that, the law or the, the, the commandments that were given to Moses was basically the constitution of the Israelites on how they will deal within themselves and to quote-unquote foreigners, immigrants who come into their land, how their society will be set up. And their society, quote-unquote, even when they, they look at secular history, was way different. Because it was something that was new. And then some people say, oh, they had this particular part. Yeah, but the whole concept of how the Israel, that's why they were called a peculiar people. All the people around them, they were like, these people are weird. Why do they have all this kind of stuff they have to do? We can do whatever we want, but these people, they have to follow some commandments. You know, here we, it's dog eat dog. We don't care about any other stuff. But why these people, they, why do they follow that God? We have 360 gods. We had we had 370. We got 400 gods. We got a thousand gods. Why? Why these guys only follow one? That's boring. That's you know, that's trash. But guess what? Even though they have one god, when when these people they, they they're doing what is they're following their constitution. Guess what? Nobody could touch them. They stay away from them. Why? Because when they went after them, they lost. They couldn't win. But they figure out a secret. They say, these people, they're peculiar people. If they're doing what they're supposed to do according to the constitution, we can beat them. But if they copy us, we always notice that every time they copy our ways, they lose. Hmm. Let us come up with a way where we can keep them following us huh what's the saying it says that if you forget your the ways of your ancestors uh, I remember it was a quote by I feel I think a uh, like one of uh, like a ride or something he say I think it was a French book that I read I'm trying to remember the the exact quote but I can summarize it. he basically implied he said that if you forget your the 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 history of your ancestors the past, you as good as dead. Why? Because you have no, uh, 
you have nothing to have your foundation on. Why? Because you don't know your ancestors. You're like, you're missing, you have a missing piece in your foundation. It's like a house, you're building it without a foundation, it's going to fall. So if someone can cut you, because you are your ancestors, you you are you have their DNA. It's passed passed from father to son. And if you can't even remember or recall who they were, you have no, you have nothing to base your foundation on. Why? Because you're disconnected. There's like a disconnect. So in a for those of you who have the Bible, take time read Psalm eighty three. It talks about that disconnect and about you know slavery and everything read the book of joel chapter three uh you can also read the uh luke 21 it talks about that the real jews uh you know their land is gonna fall jerusalem is gonna fall after he's gone and their people they're gonna be persecuted uh by war and the remnant they're gonna be sold as slave all over the world right and you know, when you have history, there's only one particular group of people who were sold on one side of 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 uh, of the world and to the other side. Yeah? And here's another thing people don't know. A lot of the natives uh, here, before what they call a transatlantic slave trade, they were being sold in Europe. A lot of Native Americans were being taken to Europe. Some were even being taken uh, to the Pacific Islands. Did you guys know that? See? Like I said, there's a lot of things out there that most people don't know. But looks like I've reached the two-hour mark. Uh, I want to thank everybody coming in. I really appreciate it. You guys showing up uh, to support my stream. Shout out to everybody in the building. We had Brother Hawk, Brother Crystal Hotep, Brother uh, Gabe A., uh, a uh, new brother, new nimble man, the specialist brother zero zero eight, uh, sis, uh, gen, uh, sister ginger, Roger, and who who else did I did I get? Uh, was it uh, Boaty Thog? I think first time seeing you here. Uh, who else? I think I got everybody. Yeah. Oh, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget dog. Where the dog? Yeah, you were here earlier. And so provide a piece. I didn't, I, yeah, I wasn't looking at the chat, so I missed a lot of people. So, again, thank you, guys. Uh, before I head out, I'm going to play another nice, interesting sound for y'all uh, as I head out. Hold on one second.